This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we are previewing the NCAA championships for women's rowing, track and field, and men's tennis. Plus, a look back at our women's club ultimate team's trip to Division Three Nationals, where they finished national runner-up. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The defending national champion and number one nationally ranked Bates women's rowing team travels to Sarasota, Florida this week to compete in the NCAA championships. Heats are set for Friday morning with the grand finals taking place on Saturday. Hannah Fitz of the first varsity eight joining us here on the Bobcast to preview the NCAA women's rowing championships coming up this Friday and Saturday in Sarasota, Florida. First of all, Hannah, it's it's a new course, uh, man-made, apparently very nice, but no one's very familiar with it. So what's your approach when you, when you go down there and you see a new course? How do you uh, adjust to it or learn about it? Um, yeah, it is a new course for, I think, almost everyone in the boat. Um, which makes it really exciting, but it really doesn't change the race really at all. Um, the course only affects you as much as you let it. And, uh, you know, we, we are trained to stay pretty focused and calm. And once that buzzer goes off or the flag goes down or however the start works, um, that same 2K course is exactly the race that we've raced and, um, been practicing for all throughout the season and throughout this entire year. Um, so It'll be really exciting to be there um, and to see this new course. Um, I'm personally very excited because I remember reading about it when it was being built, but I've never actually visited it. Um, But, I mean, once we start the race, it's really just the same thing. Watch out for alligators, though, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, I know. And apparently there's some bugs down there, too. I don't know. It's not going to be as as peaceful as the Androscoggin is. (laughs) Yeah, but we've gotten practice with the alligators. We we have our training trip in DeLand, Florida, in February. So we're we're good at dodging those alligators. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. And then um, going back to NIRCs, I mean – if there's a, such a day as a perfect day for a rowing program, that has to be it, right? Men, women, everyone, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was an incredible day. Um, our race was really fun, and it was it was really exciting because um, we were the second-to-last race of the day, um, and our coxswain was able to say, okay, like, our freshman eight has won, the men's four has won, you know, the two of you has won, every single boat she listed off had won, um, and... And she said, you know, we just have to continue this pattern and and make our team proud. And that was really exciting. But then, I mean, the men at the end of the day, um, I I have to say, was probably even more exciting because, um, I mean, they made rowing history. Uh, I'm sure you have heard this and everyone (laughs) knows this already, but they're the first NESCAC 8 to ever qualify for the IRA in the 116 years that it has existed. And um, I think, you know, our boat was really, really proud of ourselves for getting the automatic qualifier for nationals. Um, and we were able to celebrate a fair amount on the dock, but I think we we're all kind of holding our breath, waiting for the men to cross the finish line, um, which we actually got to watch. Uh, we, we went to the metal dock and then we went to put our boat away, but we stayed on the dock and just watched the men's race um, from the launching dock. And 
it was it was crazy. We got to watch our coaches watch it too, and I mean, everyone was just holding their breath and and screaming, and it was so exciting. Yeah, Coach Steenstra never wants me to film him watching a race, so I got to ask you, what's it like watching him watch a race? Well, you know, he he keeps his calm for yeah. the you know. 99.9% of the time, but there was like a little twinkle in his eye when, when he was watching that race that just showed, you know, he's very excited about it. Um, I think it was even more fun to watch our assistant coaches, Lizzie and Haley, um, watch the race. I mean, Lizzie was turned around for a part of it. She just couldn't watch sometimes. And I mean, they've just poured, all three coaches have poured their hearts and souls into, you know, coaching both the men and the women. Um, so that we can enjoy this kind of fast racing. And I think, you know, they felt it as much as the guys on the water did and as much as we on the water did. Um, the excitement and the and the speed and, you know, everything that was on the line um, for that race. And it just came down to having a lot of heart, which I could definitely see from watching all three of our coaches. <laughs> yeah. Now, this week it's all about the women here at NCAAs. And, you know, we look at it and say, oh, defending national champions – there's no unfinished business, but there is unfinished business for the first varsity, right? Do you sense that? Oh, yes. Definitely <laughs> sense that. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bates first varsity eight has never won um, the race at Nationals. And I remember hearing that last year, um, and I was in this boat again, and, you know, we were really excited. We were like, all right, we're going to be the first eight to do it. And we won Nationals thanks to our, you know, our strong women in the 2V and, and a really strong performance by the 1V. But um, I think we're hungry for a lot more this year. Um, I know we're hungry for a lot more this year, and we're not going to settle for for not being anything besides ourselves, or yeah. for being anything besides ourselves. <laughs> and then, um, you know, your competition, it's interesting, because, like, it seems like Ithaca is on the rise, WPI, I guess, is on the rise, so some, there's some different opponents. Williams is still there, but it's maybe not the same dynamic as before, is it? Yeah, this year has been really exciting. Um, I know Laura in the last Bobcast um talked a little bit about what it felt like to be at the finish line and talking to our competitors and how exciting that was but especially the communication with WPI I mean they're a team that we have have not really expected um to do so well in this in this spring season and and it's so exciting that they are doing so well um you know when we when we hand out sure when when we get shirts at the end of a race, if we win, um, we're able to talk to each one of the girls on the boat. And um, when I was talking to the sixth seat of the WPI boat, um, I mean, she was just as shocked as we were and and was really excited and said that they're just their program is continuing to get faster and faster, which, as coach reminds us all the time, is exactly what we want. Um, we're really excited for this kind of like, you know, new speed and um, new competition um, and as much as Williams is a surprise this year, I think we all expected them to be faster, um, and, you know, finish higher than they have. Um, you know, anything can happen at these kinds of races and we're expecting fast racing from everyone and, you know, no sixth place finish at NIRCs is going to make us, you know, you know, cast them aside. Right. They're, I mean, they're in our heat or no, sorry. I guess Wesley and WPR and Inner Heat, but you know we're gonna we're gonna be seeing them. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, there's a little bit of a little bit of you know sour lemon juice taste in my mouth from last year, remembering the race against them in the in the final of the NCAA, um, and remembering that last 500 as them pulling away from us. And we're ready to fight, even if it even if it isn't as close this yeah. year. But you know, you never know. <laughs> well, that's always that was that's 
kind of such a weird feeling for the boat last year because, right, I mean, this happened twice now, but once for you where you cross the finish line second, you're like, oh, man, second. And then you, like, hear halfway back down the river that you've won overall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I remember it was a very somber row. I was crying. Um, No one was really talking. We, I'm sure we're going to be very kind to each other after we got out of the boat, but I think we were really just, we were, you know, hoping for more. Um, and Williams just outpulled us. Um, and those are the facts. And that didn't change when we found out the news that we had one. But um, I think I think just being able to recognize that we are such a deep team and that the NCAA uh, values deep speed um, over just eight girls who can row fast and one girl who can make them row faster. <laughs> um, and, you know, Bates is the perfect example of that kind of deep program. Um, and I, I think it's really important that that something so important like the NCAA does recognize um, and value a, a, a strong, deep team over just eight lucky girls who can row fast once um, because I think it, it really demonstrates the strength of a program. Um, and it really represents the people who don't travel to NCAAs with us. So obviously our team is a lot bigger than these two boats. Um, And I think the fact that the NCAA does recognize that, you know, the team point trophy is a lot, is worth a lot more than just the varsity eight um, also kind of extends to our three V and our four V who don't get the, you know, the fun travel to Florida, but you know, they've done all the hard work. They've done every single piece that we have um, and they deserve that recognition too. And so I think, um, the fact that that it, it's the team points that really matter um, is is really important, especially for Bates. Excellent. And what lessons maybe did you learn as a first year last year at Nationals that you're going to apply this year in terms of like how to prepare and the experience of it all? Um, I think just finding moments to be calm is really important, especially for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can get easily distracted by all the you know excitement and um, and it's just it's very important in in a new environment, um, you know, we're going to be in Florida, have never been there, but also with a ton of people and, and our parents get really excited. And honestly, (laughs) that's, you know, that's part of the distraction is everyone, you know, it's such a big deal, but at the end of the day, like, just like I said at the beginning, the 2k race is still the 2k race and it's the same course or same race that we've been practicing for. Um, and so I think what really helped me last year, um, was just being able to find a quiet time and a quiet place to sit, um, right before our final, my good friend Laura Rand and I sat together by our boat um, and just sat in silence and breathed together. And um, I think that set us up for a really calm um, peace of mind as we went into the race, which is a good thing to, to have in that kind of exciting environment. All right, Hannah Fitz and the women's rowing team going for a second straight national title in their third and last four years. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Senior Captain Ben Rosen and sophomore Jacob Coppola are headed to the NCAA Men's Tennis Singles and Doubles Championships this Thursday through Saturday in Claremont, California. Rosen is competing in singles for the third time and in doubles for the first time in his terrific career. He is teaming up with Coppola in doubles and they join the Bobcast to talk about what lies ahead. Well, Ben, you've been before for singles. Now you're going to play singles and doubles. First of all, how excited are you for this? And second of all, what adjustments, if any, are you going to make? It's going to be more tennis, obviously. Yeah, probably double the amount of tennis. I mean, 
I'm just so excited. I mean, it's singles is exciting, but it's a bit lonely. And I mean, doubles with Jacobs is going to be just awesome. He's one of the closest friends on the team I have. And uh, in terms of new preparation techniques, uh, not much. I was playing a little more doubles than usual. Um, getting the body ready because I uh, don't want to cramp or anything on court. Um, but double amount of tennis, so I have to be ready to, to go and just battle all day. Jacob, your first trip, uh, what are you most looking forward to? What has been told you about the experience? Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm just so, so, so excited. Um, I told them at the beginning of the, of the year, I had no expectations in terms of dubs. I mean, I knew we were going to be, we we're going to be real solid, and um, but I had no idea it was going to turn out to this, to be this. So I'm excited to fight alongside uh, my my boy Froze. Well, I know you guys, you guys were kind of on the bubble, right? So what was your reaction when you found out you were in? Yeah, the whole year um, there's a couple couple tough losses that we had that kind of put us on the bubble, but it turned out that we were the three seed and we weren't even the wild card, so. Oh, nice. We uh, almost weren't on the bubble per se, but um, either way, I was, st I was still uh, kind of almost surprised to hear that we were we were going a little bit. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm just so excited. Well, three seeds, so that obviously rewards the strength in your schedule, right? You guys played a bunch of really tough teams this year. Yeah, I mean, it's no no Nescax, no joke. I mean, we we have a really tough uh, draw, and we did well. We had a couple bad losses, but. When I found out we got in, I went nuts. I was bouncing off the walls. I called cop. I thought it, I couldn't tell if I was laughing or crying, but we. I mean, I'm so excited. Now, just being hosted uh, in California at Claremont, these are courts. Have you guys played on them before? Yeah, we go to California every yeah. uh, for for the past how many years? It's been four. The past four <laughs> years. <laughs> before that, I guess right? yeah, and so um, we play. I think we play CMS on those courts almost every year. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we've seen the courts. We love that facility. It's, I mean, probably the best D3 facility in the, the country. So uh, I'm just excited to get out on those courts and battle. Really nice facility. What makes it so nice? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, they must have, like, 15 courts. Just great spectating venue. Um, a huge scoreboard so you can tell what's happening at all moments, which is a little nerve-wracking. But, um, I mean, it's just incredible. Just, just really nice. And the campus itself, yeah. tennis courts aside, is just beautiful. Now, do you guys get actual officials for these matches and everything, or do you still self-officiate? Yeah, we have uh, every match is a chair umpire, okay. um, so we still have to call the balls ourselves, but but there will be an umpire on every court to oversee everything. What have you talked with Ben about? You know what you can ex you can expect, kind of. I'm not really going in with any expectations, to be honest. I think we should uh, just play our game. We've been playing great dubs all year, and I think if we just stick to what we know. I think uh, we'll have a good turnout, really. You know who you're playing yet, or no? It comes out the day before. Day before. Uh, yeah. You told me that, so it's a quick turnaround. But you said before, it doesn't really matter who you play, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're we're a really dangerous team, um, and I am in singles too. And we're just gonna we're gonna just take it as it comes. I mean, it's just the attitude we've had all year. No one really scares us at all. So last year, both of you guys were playing obviously with different partners and doubles and whatnot. So what's uh, been the dynamic between you two? I guess. <laughs> Yeah, um, I picked up actually a lot from him and Chris last year. Um, I think me and Froze have better chemistry, obviously. I, I love this boy, but uh, um, I learned a lot with how they how they, like they work together in dubs and like positioning and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I think our, I think our chemistry is what's uh, what's taking us. Yeah, what are your thoughts in terms of like having a new partner for your senior year? Kind of? Oh, it's it's. A bit different. I mean, obviously Chris was a great tennis player, and uh, I miss his tennis a lot, but he's taught me a lot, and he's 
taught me to fill roles that he filled last year. Um, and I'm dealing with a new new piece of machinery this year, <laughs> new weapons. And I kind of filled the role I had to. But, I mean, we're, we're just vibing. We're, we're, we, our chemistry is off the charts. And inside jokes about strategies, it just it all helps. And it just makes us relaxed. Um, and, I mean, it's we're just having a lot of fun. So going back to playing singles and doubles this time, how does that work? Are you going to have multiple matches on the same day, or is it separated a little bit? It's absolutely on the same day. Okay. So I'll yeah. bring the bananas. I'll bring the Pedialyte. <laughs> um, so Thursday, the first day, I have two yeah. singles matches, one doubles. Friday, two singles, one doubles. And then Saturday is the final singles and two doubles. So, you know, it's single elimination, but it could be, uh, could be a trip to hell. <laughs> you looking forward to watching him play some singles also? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be the loudest guy out there, <laughs> besides him. <laughs> well, because yeah, in the past you've gone basically with just Coach, right? Now you got a teammate, so, I mean, that's oh, pretty cool. It's, right? it's unbelievable. I love Coach. He knows that, but it's like, it's night and day. And, of course, our family is going to be there, but it's so different. I Having a friend, a teammate out there, total game changer. And, and I was I was there last year. I, I wasn't playing obviously, but I my I had some family in Chattanooga, Tennessee, so I, I came down to watch him. And uh, I brought some fam along, and we were getting rowdy out there. And I, th- I think it helped him out a little bit. But I think uh, this this combo going down is going to be a lot more relaxing, and uh, I think it's going to help us. You've got kind of a crazy schedule, right? Aren't you going to like a graduation on the way there? Is that correct? Yeah, I'm trying to be a good brother right now yeah. and uh, pay my visit to Hannah, my sister. But she's graduating Bucknell, so I'm going to go to that Sunday, and then I'm flying out to meet Cop and uh, Coach in California. Great. Well, any other thoughts on this trip and what you're most looking forward to? I'm just looking uh, to, uh, looking forward to spend time with uh, Ben and Coach for uh, Ben's last rodeo. Um, I'm going to miss this guy a lot. Yeah, last thoughts on your last rodeo? Uh, it's so much easier for me to reflect because I've, this is my last tennis match, or maybe last week. But, um, I mean, I'm just thankful for, you know, the, the season and just how how we've just gelled as a team. Um, it feels a little weird always going individuals, leaving the team behind, but I'm glad Cops with me now. And um, I'm just going to make the most of it. I know we're dangerous, and we're just going to ball out, as they say. <laughs> All right, Ben Rosen, Jacob Coppola, thanks so much, and good luck at NCAAs. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Seniors Adedire Ray Faccarini and Catherine Cook qualified for the NCAA Track and Field Championships this Thursday through Saturday at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. Faccarini, a two-time All-American, is competing in the discus on Thursday and the hammer throw on Saturday. Previewing the NCAA Track and Field Championships here on the Bobcast with senior captain Adedire Ray Faccarini headed back to Nationals. Uh, this is your last one, last go-around. you got a couple All-Americans under your belt and indoor, but time to get a few in outdoor here, right? For sure. I definitely plan on doing that. Best I felt going into um, outdoor NCAA track and field championships, thanks to Coach Fresh and, uh, once again, the uh, sports medicine um, staff because I've just been working through like some injuries and whatnot, but I feel really, really healthy right now. and It's the best I've felt all, all year. Had a lot of rest going into this week, so very excited to, to see what's to come. What's been your training approach here in recent weeks leading up to this? Well, I've been going like primarily taking Mondays fairly light and then um, doubling up, having two sessions on Tuesday and Wednesday. And Thursday I have one session and I kind of like taper off the meets on Saturday. But it's been very intense because I've been sport terming. And then I know the discus seems to be your best event in outdoors. Why do you think that is? Uh, I've just been throwing it for, it's my eighth year now throwing it. So I've been throwing hammer for four years, shot put rotationally for like three, two years. So discus has been something i've had for the past eight years so it's definitely something that na- like my body naturally has a good feel for 
And then this year you got to mentor a first year a little bit, right? John yeah. Rex, tell me about that. Very unique experience being able to give back to the program in that light. Um, Johnny Rex is a kid who came in, you know, had a lot of potential, very athletic. But, you know, having talent and a lot of good things is not the be-all, end-all, you know. At the end of the day, it's all about putting in the work and having that hunger to get better. It was very interesting to see um, other seniors, juniors, and um, sophomores kind of foster that fire in him and encourage him when, you know, he's doing the things he needs to do outside the circle to get better. So um, Johnny Rex really is uh, hopefully the future and face of this program. Um, I joke around with him. I'm like, oh, it would be really nice if Coach could have, like, uh, someone as a senior qualify for um, U.S. trials in the hammer. So, uh, so you know, definitely big goals. And even if he doesn't get that, like, I'm sure anywhere under that is good, nothing short of amazing. So, Is Hammer really his best event? Yeah, Hammer is yeah. definitely really a strong suit. But, like I said, he he's 220 pounds. He can do backflips. He has a gymnastic background, and he's, like, fairly tall. So, Sky's the limit for him. Uh, his big thing is just throwing it over the summers and just making sure he's staying healthy and working on developing that innate athleticism that he has. What have you been hearing from the um, alums leading up now to NCAAs and that group text you guys got going oh, on? They're very excited yeah. for sure because I've been, I've been keeping them updated with my training and whatnot. I haven't had a good year in Hammer, but I really have figured it out last week because I've been throwing it more frequently now that I've dropped shot point and I'm just focused on the two events. They're very, really excited because they know that I'm – I'm what I'm actually going to do outdoors now because the other years I haven't done so well because I put a lot of pressure on myself. But now, like after failed as, failing as many times as I did, I'm just going in no pressure because it's like there's not I have everything to gain and nothing to lose in this experience. I remember last year I think hitting the outdoors you were highly rated, but I think you had an injury or something that happened. No, no, oh. no. I just like I I fell on my first oh, throw fell. and I just like got mentally checked out oh. at that point. Like I I really was not like focusing at the task at hand at that point. I was pretty much just throwing not to fall, which is not how I throw in practice. Right. I throw the throw far in practice, so yeah, you know. And it would be nice. It would be nice to, to just go back and in the rain, just get it done this year to come back. You know, that'd be fun. You head to the Midwest, so Wisconsin lacrosse. You ever yes. been there before? No, I've never no. been to Wisconsin lacrosse. So it's going to be a very interesting experience to be there with Coach and uh, Catherine Cook and Coach Jay. So it's going to be a smaller party this yeah, year traveling, yeah, but you guys are going to be able to focus on each other's events. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be very fun, and I get to check out Wisconsin because on Friday. <laughs> I'm not doing anything, so I just essentially just have my practice. I can go check out some sites. Got to figure that out. So how excited are you? I know you had you had a job, well, job lined up yeah. a while ago, right? So, yeah. so you're excited to move into that? No, no, I'm very excited. Yeah. I start working in uh, three and a half weeks, uh -huh. June 18th, so that's going to be very fun. And I reached out to a coach two weeks ago for, for throwing, too, because I'm going to focus on discus after college. Mm. So I'm going to throw for two years and see where that takes me. 2020 but i um, very excited there's a lot of things right now that like are starting to really line up and you know I really appreciate Fresh because he set such a wonderful foundation and stacked a ton of bricks and it's been like beyond a foundation like he's built yeah. most of the buildings and now it's just a matter of me you know losing weight and getting more athletic for me to like kind of attack my goals for these next two years and i'm really excited to be able to say that as a d3 athlete so right well i know plus obviously has done that in the shot put he's yeah. he's competed post-college have you talked with him about what that process is like even though you're yeah, looking no, at no, different no, i've definitely i've definitely been talking to him about it the past three years but not in the serious sense of like i've talked to him about it like curiously 
like in my heart of hearts, I wanted to do it, but I didn't think I'd be able to do it because I didn't think my parents would support me. But it was very funny when I like told my mom a month and a half ago, and she's like, "Yeah, sure, I'd really love for you to 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 start throwing and focus on throwing." Because I hate powerlifting because I powerlift. I'm the president of the powerlifting right, team. Right. She hates me lifting a lot wow. of heavy weights. So she's like, "Yeah, throwing is good because you'd you'd have to get faster and be more athletic." So <laughs> it was it was very surprising for her to do that. So I'm just gonna put a plan together and just hopefully I can continue to make Bates proud two years after so no more powerlifting more jogging perhaps or? yeah no not, not running like really <laughs> running, running. running yeah i need, running. To, I need to get into running right. so I'm, I'm, I'm 40 pounds over the weight i need to be right now so i need to cut quite a bit but no fresh fresh is a great guy I, it's been so fun this year just kind of like um really putting um a close putting that working on putting that period on my career slash the time that we spent together um definitely been fostering a lot of good memories he's just it's it's crazy to see like how much he him too has not changed but seeing coach grow the these past four years too like i've grown these past four years but i feel like coach also has like grown these past four years like with me because our our relationship has changed like when i was a freshman it was kind of like what do i need to do what do i need to do but now i have a better idea what i need to do and it's so good for him seeing him accommodate everyone needs while accommodating my needs and at the same time just stepping up as a pole vault coach because we lost our, our assistant coach uh, Calvin Hunter and coach has been doing a phenomenal job with the pole vaulters they had an amazing year yeah. and he's and he still continues to maintain the success with the throwers and whatnot so that's like it's phenomenal what coach fresh can do he's he's really an unstoppable force Excellent. Any other thoughts on the NCAAs that you have coming up? Uh, I'm very excited to uh, just stand on the podium outdoors and just do it for fresh. Cook, a three-time All-American, qualified for nationals in the 5K and the 10K, but is opting to run only the 10K on Thursday. Tell us a little bit about the decision to race in one race as opposed to two, because we, we qualify in the 5K as well. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it's I think it's just really a bummer about the timing of these races, because... Um, in an ideal world, I'd love to have raced both of the races, the, fi the 10K, which is on Thursday, and the 5K, which is on Saturday. But um, I'm graduating on Sunday morning, and if I were to have chosen both, then I would have arrived back to Bates at 2 in the morning, and and it would have been like ripping off a Band-Aid um, to leave Bates forever. And I wanted to have those – I wanted to have the chance to run, and I'm really grateful to have that chance, but also – to spend those last few hours at Bates with the people who have made my time here um, valuable. So i just doing the 10K, coming back on Thursday night for um, just to spend my last few days here. Gotcha. And then, um, obviously, you're leaving this morning, right? Yes. So what, what's going to be the preparation like Wednesday? Is this going to be relaxing or what? Well, Wednesday morning, the facility is open that we're racing at for practice, so we'll probably go, we'll probably go there. Um, so I'll do my normal pre-meet pre -meet run day, and then um, we'll see what there is to do in La Crosse, Wisconsin, maybe, <laughs> and um, eat some cheese. And um, then we have a banquet that night where there's usually a great um, speaker, so we'll listen to some motivational words. And then Thursday morning, um, I'll get up and run the race. Small group this time, it's you, D-Ray, and the coaches. Well, I mean, um, D-Ray is a big personality, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super I'm super excited to be going with them. I think that, um, I don't know, I'm excited. Like, we're all we're all also very different, different personalities. 
So um, the coaches, myself and D-Rise. So um, I think it'll be fun, though. I'm excited to see kind of what the quirky four of us will choose to do down there. <laughs> I'm really excited. Have you ever been to Wisconsin before? Yes, I have. Um, just family used to live there, but not for a long time and not um, to this particular area. The 10K, obviously you, you have the school record in that event. It's yeah. obviously um, uh, twice the length of the 5K, but I mean, in terms of the approach to it, what, what kind of approach did it take to do a successful 10K? Um, patience, for sure. It's a really long race. Um, and patience in racing is something that I kind of struggle with. Um, but really... I'm just hoping to kind of forget about the times and just go out and race. And um, last time I ran it, I was by myself. So I'm excited to see what the 10K will be like with other people who are kind of around my speed. And um, just patience and um, trust, I think, because it's also easy, I think, in a race that long to start to doubt yourself as laps go on. But um, I'm just going to go out and try the best I can. Have you thought at all about what your thoughts are going to be when you cross the finish line in terms of being your final collegiate race? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping to feel satisfied with it. I'm really hoping to feel like um, like it was a good cap off of what I did. But even but whatever happens, I think I'll just be happy to have done what I've done so far and to have had the chance to run here. Um, I got more out of it than I ever bargained for, and... And I'm not going to – I don't think I'm planning on finishing running now. So um, even though it's it'll be – this is very corny, but it'll be, like, the end of a chapter, but, like, not the end of the book. Right, because, yeah. like, I know you're good friends with Jess Wilson. She's continued to run too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, she's actually super ins- – she's very inspiring to me in that way. Um, some of – I think she's gotten just consistently better after graduating. She blew us all away um, with her performance while at Bates. Um, so I'm hoping to maybe eventually join a little network of people who also, um, who also run it probably, but first to try to just do it recreationally. And, um, I'd like, I'd like to keep racing, um, probably not on tracks and the, and those at that same degree, but, um, I'd like to enter myself into a few road races or a marathon here and there and see. Um, what happens, but mostly I feel like wherever I go, I'm just going to want to find a group of friends. <laughs> right. And I feel like that could be a good way to connect with people. All right. Well, Catherine Cook, good luck there. 10,000 meter run coming up Thursday at the NCAA Championships. Thanks so much. Thank you. Cold front. Bates Women's Club Ultimate Team went to Division Three Nationals last weekend and went undefeated in pool play to advance to Sunday's championship bracket. Bates defeated Mount Holyoke 15-6 to in the quarterfinals and beat Lehigh 13-10 in the semifinals before falling to St. Olaf in the national championship game by a score of 11-8. National runners-up, cold front, Josie Gillette with us here on the Bobcast. First of all, obviously the best finish ever for the team at Nationals. How excited were you all to advance to that championship game? That's that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah, we were super excited. It was kind of a hectic um, transition. Our game against Lehigh in the semis was really tight and well-fought and um, definitely a hard game, and we ended up pulling out the win in the end and then um we were on these like really remote fields and were immediately like golf carted away uh to like the finals field so it was like a grab your water bottle and get on the golf cart kind of transition so we didn't have a lot of um in between time but it definitely felt really really good to 
play hard in that semis and then like step on the field ready to go in the finals. So the between games, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, so there's a big lightning delay. Games yeah. were supposed to start at 8, and they ended up starting at like 11.30. Um, so the schedule was really shortened. Um, we were fortunate that our first two games were on the same field, so it didn't really affect us that much. Mm. Uh, but it was definitely a tight transition between the semis and the finals. We were kind of just tossed right in. Gotcha. What was the venue like? Where were you playing out there in Rockford? Yeah, it was a big sports complex. I think they're used to hosting tournaments at this scale. Mm -hmm. um, the thunderstorms definitely impacted uh, the fields, and so there were about eight fields that they could use after the storm. So that kind of reshuffled things. But it was it was definitely nice conditions. The ground was really soft. It was kind of damp. It was perfect ultimate frisbee weather. Gotcha. Um, for during the lightning delay, what was the team doing? What do you do? There was this big like. <laughs> in like uh what is it a field house a big field house that all the teams were in and like every team had their own little corner a lot of people were dancing or like sleeping or eating it was just it was fun there was a lot of um interaction between teams playing games with each other we had a dance off with the middlebury men's team which was really fun and yeah there's a showcase game um i think in the constellation bracket that happened at another field so some people were watching that Gotcha. So was this not only Division Three women, Division Three men was Division One there also? No, it's, yeah. So it's Division Three men and women, okay. and Division One will be next weekend. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I know two years ago we talked about how Cold Front gets good enough as a possibility of someday being Division One. What do you think of the stats of that might be? Yeah, I think um, I think uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a long shot, but I think we're yeah. in the right trajectory. Mm -hmm. um, definitely looking at the field this weekend. I think we're younger and deeper than most of the other teams out there. And um, if things like continue to grow at the rate that they've been growing, that's not out of the question. Um, I think we'd have to have a few years of really dominant D3 right. play um, to kind of put us at that level. But it's not out of the question. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, huge tabs on that. And then um, I know to travel to Illinois, it was a pretty early wake-up call. I saw it be like 2 a.m. or something. Yeah, we got picked up outside of Chase Hall at um, – I think it was 2.45 and got on our plane and fortunately everything was smooth and we landed in Chicago around 9 and went and had a big team breakfast together, which was great because we're all hungry and tired. And then we went and took naps for the rest of the day. So it worked out well. It was definitely early, but it was nice to like have time together off campus to just like relax and settle in. So this was your third trip to nationals. Um, what about for some younger, uh, you know, women and their first trip? What what do you see their experience be like? Yeah, I well, first of all, I hope they had a really good time. <laughs> it looks like they had a good time. Um, one of our first years, I was celebrating a birthday yesterday, which was really excited. And um, she, I asked her what she wanted for her birthday, and she said to win a national championship. And we didn't quite um, check that out, but we came really close. Um, so. I think that was exciting. And, yeah, they all looked really dominant all weekend. Um, Cameron Johnson, who's one of our freshmen, was the uh, second top goal scorer at the tournament, um, which is awesome. And I think all of them had phenomenal tournaments, playing really great defense on the best players on the other team. Um, I am so, so excited to see where they go. And, yeah, actually on Saturday night when everyone's, like, tired and nervous for the next day, they were all on the field throwing with each other, playing spike ball with each other. And I, that was a moment where I was like, okay, the future of this team is in really good hands right now. And I know these five are going to have a big impact on the program. 
Speaking of that, when on Twitter, a bunch of nicknames. Are you future? I, I okay. am future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone gets a nickname by yeah. the end of their um, first year, and we try to have it have some sort of significance to, I don't know, who they are or how they play or something like that. Well, I mean, you know, obviously the national runner-up, that last game, what was the team's attitude after, you know, uh, I'm sure disappointed, but um, it seems like you were all smiles when you got the trophies and everything. Yeah, I think it, it, we were in a crazy time where we had just lost and our season had ended and we also had to, like, leave immediately to go get on flights and say goodbye to your parents. And there wasn't a lot of decompression space, but I think it is really hard to separate the reality of, like, losing in that high stakes game and also just like having that be the last game of your team and that was a sad moment for a lot of people um especially the seniors who um like that's their last game with cold front um sorry my voice is really hoarse <laughs> but yeah i think i think well, everyone is just really really proud of how we played and um yeah did yeah. you get some plaques or some trophies there? We, yeah, we got medals, okay, and nice. um, we did. We got a wooden disc trophy. Oh, nice. Yeah. So where is that going to go? <laughs> um, we've, been, we've been trying to figure that out. Um, someone suggested that we put it in our team disc bag, but it's a little heavy to play with at practice. So, right, you um, don't want to play with that. No, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> um, we'll probably uh, have someone store it. I don't know. We have to figure out where we can... We have, I think that's our third trophy now, so we have to figure out who's going to house those from now on. <laughs> nice. And so, uh, obviously, you got one more year coming up, right? So what are you most looking forward to uh, for next season, possibly? Yeah, I think just, like, the intensity and buy-in at the end of the season was so strong, and I'm hoping that that will carry over to next year and we'll get another awesome class of new players and all our players will continue to develop. And I think people were really excited to be there and – bought in a lot to the energy of the team and I think that this what happened this year could be replicated in the future for sure. All right, Judge Gillette, one of three captains of Cold Front, women's ultimate national runners up in Division Three. Thanks so much. Thank you. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap the NCAA championships for women's rowing, track and field, and men's tennis. Plus, we'll preview the IRA national championships for men's rowing. Until then, stick with GoBatesBobcats.com for all the exciting championship highlights. Talk to you all next week on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates.